Cheers and welcome to From Behind the Barcast, the podcast for bartending, service industry, drinking in general, and mm. online panhandling. Mm-hmm. My name is Paxton Eugene. We've got Sunset Kelly on the ones and twos. I don't have the. Uh, I am <laughs> so excited yeah. today. Let me tell you why. Okay. Number one, I'm sober. <laughs> I'm not hungover. Number three, yesterday I discovered two of my favorite things in the world uh. have collided like the Titanic with the iceberg. That was a disaster, by the way. That was, yeah. Okay, yeah sorry. So is this. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> There's a little group, cult, religion, whatever you want to call them. They're called Scientology. One of my favorite subjects to speak on. Uh-huh. Also, another one of my favorite subjects to speak on is the Venmo on the back of the car. Hey, buy the bride a drink. Yeah. Hey, pay for our honeymoon, right? It's never... Donate money to cancer research. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Right. There's only one good example that I've ever heard of that, which was, and Alex, the first co-host of this podcast, brought it up to me. Uh-huh. One of his girl friends did it. She and her friends went out for her birthday, and they used all the money to get Ubers and tip the bartenders. All right. I don't know how they worded it on the, you know. Yeah, if the money went where it was supposed to go. That's what, yeah, it was cool to use it as like, hey, we're still going to go out. We're paying for our shit. But like, yeah. you know, we're going to be safe. You know, yes. we're not going to drink and drive. Right. And wherever we go, no matter how much, you know, no, 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 chaos no. we may cause. I like that, ang- I like that angle. That's a cool angle. Yeah. Well, and then there's this angle. Imagine if you, <clears throat> imagine if you will, a billionaire puts a Venmo writes Venmo on the back of his private jet, which says, donate to my GoFundMe to help pay for the fraud charges leaned against Donald Trump. <laughs> all right. This 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 uh, podcast isn't about politics at all. I don't care about politics. Mine or yours or any goddamn bodies. Politics are stupid. <laughs> this is not about fucking politics. Let's pop the screen up right here if we could. All right. Mr. Grant Cardone. Now, from here it says, what it won't tell you is that uh, he's an ardent Scientologist, but uh, world-renowned entrepreneur, author, speaker, investor, and life coach. He's the type of guy that goes, if you make less than 400 grand, you're a piece of shit. How do you live? Right. You can't work for me unless you have a six-pack. Oh, I've heard of this guy. He's the life coach guy that's like, if you're not, you know, like, he's traditionalist in the sense of like, you know, the men does this and the women does that and the this does, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, maybe, now, he's maybe. not against women being successful or whatever, but, like, he's, you know, his thing is, unless you're earning maximum money at all costs, regardless of, right, then you're not a man. You're not being, yeah. you're, you're not fulfilling your humanly deeds. Gotcha. So this some bitch <laughs> <laughs> who has, who is purportedly worth about $4 billion, right? He starts him and his him and his smooth brain wife start a GoFundMe. Okay, GoFundMe is to try and help the 355 million unjust settlement of Donald Trump's uh, fraud charges. Which Cardone says this isn't about politics; it's about justice, right? I, I, a billionaire I, I, asking. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, I didn't pull it up here, but so I started looking at this GoFundMe. 
There's about tw- they're up to uh, $993,000 so far of the goal of 355 million. Oh. And this is from about like 20,000 backers. These are the same backers who are probably taking half of their fucking social security check, half of their disability money because they're they gave the they ingested diabetes into themselves over the past 25 years of living like shit. Yeah. And they it's it's essentially donating to a romance scammer. It's a, you know what it is? It's political tithing. Okay. Well, yeah. They're tithing to their God. They think that whoever they're tithing to is going to provide something for their poor so, asses. So 20,000 people have gotten it to this right. point. So I, the, I was thinking maybe you might be fishing for like two or three billion other billionaires. Well, see, here's the thing. There's well, no, because you know, billionaires don't spend their money on dumb shit like that. That's why they're billionaires, <laughs> Kelly. Well, some of them do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this guy. You just need three of them to get your goal. Here's a, well, here's the thing. There's probably like five ultra donors. You know what I mean? Like hundred k, something like that. Yeah. This dude, if he's worth four billion and he cares so goddamn much about this thing, yeah. dropping the bucket, he could he could take care. of And I don't know. I don't think Trump has any money either. He, yeah, he's, he's what broke. are we talking about? He's broke. Yeah, he's yeah, definitely broke. What are we talking about here? But it made me think, like, you know, the smooth brains, like, and like I said, politics aside, doesn't matter. You have very rich people yeah. asking for money to give to other rich people. It's like, if you care so much about it, give them your own money. And I'm telling you, it's people who think that their political tithing in some way is going to pay them dividends down the road. Like their heaven would be like no blacks. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah, like, yeah, I got gotcha. you. You get, yeah. It's just a, <laughs> every golf hole's a hole in one. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Some Kim Jong Un shit. The yeah. first time he ever played golf, he was twenty under. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Kill twelve caddies in the process. I don't know if you can hear it over the microphone, but your boy P's having, I, I guess, a little bit of an allergic reaction today. I'm not going to zoom in or anything. But, but I sent Kelly. I, you know what? I will put a picture up okay. of the picture I sent Kelly earlier. <laughs> Please do. Of a close up of my right eyelid, which was, I mean, swollen like I'd been punched. Uh-huh. And now it's moved to the palm of my hand. And the bottom left of my lip is kind of. I was out in the yard today. I don't know if I got into some skiffle weed or some, some ragtime or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever my. Like, what am I allergic to, though? Because I look ridiculous and when i went to the store for the first time today i had no idea that this was going on because it was it didn't feel itchy until afterwards when i walked up to the counter i was like why you gotta look at me like that dude i was like this person is taking some kind of um umbrage with me i was like have i done do i not know you and have i done I've done something to you that's so not like no numbness. So when you were talking no, like so mid, mid, it, it got itchy after a minute. Okay, and that was it. But my lip doesn't itch. My eyelid itched. Maybe that's why I get puffed up so much. My my palm right here kind of itches. I don't know, but huh? Uh, it's probably because I didn't tithe to the GoFundMe. These probably. are these are the welts and the warts of uh-huh. the uh, of the the fourteenth plague, as it you were. Got, you got to look for the signs. The signs are all around us. Exactly. Do you see it was a full moon yesterday? You know what happens on full moons, brother? Stuff. Stuff. Things. Lots of things. Things. It's real, man. Sometimes you talk about it. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. <laughs> I mean, how sick of it do you get? Well, full moon must mean blank. If you're, if you're blaming your jackassery. <laughs> 
on that. <laughs> Brothers, full moon every night in my life. Yeah, dude. You're, you're not Navajo. You're not Native American. So don't give me that moon cycle shit. Just, just, just stop. <laughs> so if if someone billionaire or not, okay. Which you know what bill you know what cool millionaires and billionaires do? They they do charities. You know, say hey, we want to raise money for whatever research, and then they match it. You know, it's okay. just like a bill a famous billionaire, millionaire, whatever. They're using their platform, their name, their well-knowingness in the community and uh so that's a positive way to do charity here's another way to do charity here's a slick way to do charity and i hate it and i love it at the same time i hate it because i had to listen to it i love it because it's genius saturday night at huckapoo's the place that i work if you're not familiar (laughs) we had a little uh event called charioke and I saw the they had been posting their flyers in the bathrooms and around or whatever. So immediately when I see karaoke, I'm like, is it for the elderly? Can they not stand up? I mean, this is, I'm not, you know, I'm not making okay. a bit. That's what I thought. I, I, I got you. Okay. Got a lot of olds down here. Yeah, a few. We're, we're old <laughs> on Tybee. We're, it's like, it's, yeah, it's really like really old and really young. Like there, yeah. There's not much in the middle. Yeah, no shit. Well, karaoke was charity karaoke, and it was ran by parrot heads. And if you're not from the South or you have higher than a ninth grade education, a parrot head is a person who follows Jimmy Buffett, apparently, right? And fine, Jimmy Buffett, whatever. Is he dead? Oh, wow. I think he just died, didn't he? I think so. Did he finally go to that Margaritaville in the sky? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Anyways. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. And I should know this. You should. You should know this. You should, a man of your age? It's your show. A man who's been to as many Parrothead concerts as you I, have? I went to three. How many have you really been to three? Yeah, a, a, my buddy in, in college, uh, Brian Shire, Chewy, he was a big Parrothead at that time. And we went to the, the old Lakewood Amphitheater. Well, it's right. still Lakewood, but that's what we call it. Three years in a row. Same exact show of all course. three years. And that's kind of when I ended, got to my end of the run. <laughs> well, everyone experiments in college. Yeah. But... I did appreciate the message of his lifestyle, you know, and how he existed. Did you know he was from Alabama, though? Yes. See, that was the weirdest thing when I was hearing his music. I was like, he's got to be from, like, the Florida Keys or... Yeah, and he, and he absolutely married that to his own yeah. identity. But, yeah, he was he's just a good old Southern boy. I mean, I respect that. And he, he wrote his 10 songs that were, like, very huge and lived off of them forever. And yeah. people want to hear him constantly. Yeah. I don't anymore. No, I, I, there was a time. There was a time Cheeseburger in Paradise would not yeah. incite diarrhea, instant diarrhea to uh, me. Living over, well, when we were talking earlier about when I lived above the Bayou Cafe yeah. on River Street, every other bar had to do it on a bar stool. 100%. And you're getting Margaritaville. The Crab Shack down here in Tybee Island, Georgia, exclusively. Come to life. Please. Jimmy Buffett and his music has Please, there. Jimmy Buffett. Yes. Exclusive. Imagine that. Yeah. I've known people that have worked there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah, okay. So karaoke. It's, here's the brilliance of this style of charity karaoke. And like, this is new to me and it might not be new to other people, but whatever. I'm just a babe in the woods. I'm green over here. Who cares? I'm stupid. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a parrot head. I don't know stuff. Okay. So what you do is 
you sign your buddy up to sing a song. Oh. You say, I want Joe Flacco to sing Beer for My Men and Women for My Horses or whatever. So were people actually singing or were they lip syncing? They were singing. Okay. Unfortunately. All right. All right. So you go, I want Joe Flacco to sing Rocky Top, right? You pay 20 bucks, whatever. You bid uh, in amounts of money. So then when they say, Joe Flacco, time to sing, you can either sing or outbid the person who, if you outbid them, you don't have to sing. Nice. Then ensues the bidding war, which is brilliant. The only thing was, I think, unfortunately, very unfortunately, I think only once did someone outbid the other person so they didn't have to sing. Oh. Now, inherently, I'm not... I'm not a karaoke snob. I'm a music snob, but not a karaoke snob because karaoke's karaoke. It's meant for, you know, people to get up there and like live their fantasies, sing a song, have fun. Yeah. Some people take it so fucking seriously that it's that it's annoying. This is their shot. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, they're gonna get discovered. And I I would prefer the guy or gal who can't really sing, who's really just going up there to have fun. You know, than right. the I'm trying to get a record deal over here. Yeah. Like then, then join a band. Like be be professional, you know. Well, if you're if you're tone deaf, do you know you're tone deaf? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if you have uh, things on your chest yeah. and a large thing around and a and a split somewhere <laughs> on you, not a lot of people are going to tell you otherwise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're just some dude. They're going to be like, "What are you doing out there, Fred? You're 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 pitchy." <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so. Uh, so they're you know everyone's trying to outbid each other either to sing or not sing. I'd rather so here here's where you f up if you're running a karaoke thing. The sound so it was quiet it was quiet enough out there like it wasn't like boom 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 boom. If I was in I was working the outside bar if I was inside it was barely hearable. Yeah. But outside you could tell that they didn't monitor it correctly. Where the singers could hear the rhythm of the music, oh, and they were trying and they were trying to solely follow the, the scroll of the words on the screen. Yeah, so they're literally two or three clicks off beat, so the song will end before they're done singing. Oh no, pitchy off key singing is one thing. You know that's hard enough to hear, but off rhythm singing. Yeah, and here's the worst part: ninety percent of karaoke tracks have a backing harmony track that'll go. For my men and for my horses. <laughs> and these guys haven't even gotten to that lyric yet. Imagine the... Oh, no. <laughs> it was. I'll tell you what, the, it was certainly better than last year because uh, Hockey Joe reminded me of this. Last year, we were still having music this time of year. And they did the same karaoke, but they started later and the band came on at 10 o'clock and the karaoke wouldn't stop. So it was a battle of the band and karaoke. The epic battle. <laughs> I think I, I vaguely remember that. I think, yeah. Well, I apparently I blocked it out of my memory so good <laughs> because it took him to remind me of it. I was like, oh, God. And then, you know, the Ratatouille moment. I, I, had, to, I had the entire flashback. <laughs> Neither would budge. So, so this karaoke is going on, and our buddy Pat Burns, you know, he, uh, he volunteers our other buddy, Edo, to sing Seal Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> 
And right away, he laid down the hammer and put like Pat put like sixty bucks down. So that I was like, looks like I'm singing the song. <laughs> Edo was the performance of the night because he's not, he don't care about, you know, he's not a singer. He don't care about singing. Yeah. But when it got to my power, my pleasure, <laughs> my pain, ooh, he hit that so hard. Think about the rest of the song. But then he got, all right, I want you, I want you to visualize the song. Anyone can say it so much, right? Yeah, yeah. You know the song, Batman soundtrack. Do oh, yeah. you, he, I thought Edo was doing a bit, but apparently these lyrics are in there. Every after every refrain, he would go, "Healthy babies." Do you remember? And I haven't looked up the lyrics yet because I wanted it to be a mystery. I've sang that song a lot in the car at the top of my lungs. Don't remember that verse. Do you remember "Healthy Baby"? He said "Healthy babies" after every refrain, I believe. Oh, baby! No, "Healthy babies." Does he go "Healthy baby"? But he, oh, but, I, you know, but Edo, I, is this a Mandela thing you're doing to me now? No, I'm because telling you. It it, just, it, it, it it start, happens, now I'm starting right. to believe it. Because I know. I thought it was just. I thought it was just baby. I should have done this before. Let's see. Kiss from Rose lyrics. Uh, it starts with a bye da bye da bye da Skip, 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 skip. bye da bye da I don't see healthy. Oh, no, verse two. Let's see. Oh, is that healthy? Won't you? T- won't you tell me? Is that? He- oh man, I don't remember that. Healthy oh, baby. There oh, it is. Is that healthy babe? Oh. It's healthy, comma baby. Uh, but he would just go la 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 la. God damn. Healthy baby. <laughs> <laughs> like it was some kind of like it was some kind of statement. I was like, I know. I want there to be healthy babies too. If you're gonna have one, have a healthy baby. I never say. I just, I was just baby. You know, but no. my power, my pleasure. That was. It brought the house on every time, every time, and it brought some people to their knees, oh. but not in a good way. They tripped and fell over chairs. Oh God bless we, There, there's a bit of an incident where most of the organizers were like, "Young lady." Leave the stage, <laughs> young lady. They would they turn the mic off on her. <laughs> there, 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 there was a step stool to get up on the stage, right? One performer stepped up the step stool, and they saw that this person was yeah. following behind. They ran and kicked it. Oh, <laughs> so that there was. Wow, I <laughs> I'll tell you off camera who it was, but you might have a pretty good guess. <laughs> I got Anywho. an idea. So later on that night, <laughs> you've been to Poos before. Um, we, uh, uh, you know, at any bar, really, <coughs> if it's not purely like a restaurant thing, like at Applebee's, you have your uh, your eras of the night, you know, it'll be like family time for a little bit, and then, yeah. then adult time a little bit later on in the night, whatever. Yeah. Then you got some parents who... It don't matter what time it is. If they're with their with their kids and they don't feel like going anywhere, they're gonna stay. Yeah. And I get it. We talked with Mac Williams last week, and it wasn't as if his mother was taking him out to bars all the time, but they certain if you expose kids to certain social aspects, then it won't be such a mystery to them when it does happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you tell your kids never smoke weed, never drink, 
never watch porn, never watch rated R movies. What the fucking first thing they're going to do is when, yeah. when they get the chance. Pick one. <laughs> but four-year-olds don't understand that concept yet. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's a, so you got people hanging out there. And there's two, there's two types of parents. There's the parents that are like, they can stay out as long as they want because the longer we stay out right now, they can run around, whatever. By the time we get home, they're going to be knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Like prior to nine or so, especially in the summer, yeah. pulling in there, it's just chaos. Kids yeah. are just trucking around, swinging on that rope. It's, the, it's, it's a playground. Yeah, it's basically a, um, a hamster wheel for little kids. Yeah. For a lot of parents, hey, which I get. Yeah. Whatever. At- That's like the non-helicopter parent. Now there are now there are some of those parents that are just like getting kind of drunk. <laughs> it's like who's driving these precious little babies? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and I wanted to ask you like how often do you get mother, father, children all in the same cab together? I know you had the one well, story of the lady and her son. I mean, no, a lot. Is it pretty often? Uh, well, I mean, good. Right, well, yeah, we'd get lots of families and all that. I mean. Do you mean like late at night or yeah, just like a- late at no, I'm saying late at night, like mom and dad took their kids out, they got too drunk, they need to take a cab. Do they call uh, you? Um yeah, I mean, definitely. I've, I've, I've had drunk parents with their little kids coming from a house party at two I o'clock have a in the bleak morning. View of the world, brother. Well, <laughs> God, all right, I'm sorry. You know, and maybe I'm maybe I'm splitting hairs when I say this. Yeah. But coming out of, say, Huckapoo's at two o'clock on a busy night with your kids versus coming to, from a house party. Sure. Everybody's there. Yeah. Kids are probably playing in one room. The parents kids are, doing are probably asleep room. on the couch by that time. Yeah, and I'm bringing them. Up, um, that, that, that seems okay to me. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we're parents having a good time. I grew up that way. My parents did that. No, oh, for sure. You know, but when I'm pulling them out of like probably a place that's more akin to a bar atmosphere yeah. that has food. Yeah. That's yeah. a little sketch. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, parent how you want to. Not saying that one thing is right or wrong over the other. Yeah, and I'm in no position to judge, but it does make you kind of, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Why the hell are you guys just leaving the South End now? The feeling I get when I see people like that, a lot of them are repeat offenders. Yeah. It's not like, oh, shit, we did it this one time. Yeah. Yeah, let me know how you guys feel. Because, I mean, my, my, my stepdad drank a lot. My mom really didn't. But we were, but we were never in a position where it was like, can we go now from a yeah. from a bar? Yeah, you know, we, we, they would party at house parties and what you know. Not saying my parents were better than anyone else's, but it's just it seems like a very strange thing because me, I'm not a parent and I don't want to be, but I just feel like the stress of me trying to chill and drink and relax, yeah, would be like the specter of my kid needing to get home at some point would be looming over me. I, the, the, if you're self-aware, then that's just part of the deal. You know, 10 o'clock is the cutoff time or 11, right. whatever. But 4.30 in the morning, those days are over. Yeah, right. Yeah, you exactly. Know? I mean, those yeah. days are over. For most people. With, with, no, with, with, if, you have, if you have kids out with you. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Those days are over. you got to remember, yeah, something has changed here. Yeah, oh, <laughs> the two little ones. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, no, I, I can't. It's not like people get in the car and I have to read them the riot act. But, you no, know, even last night I was telling you about that little scenario. And these people were trying to find their way into a, a local hotel. And I'm, I'm giving them the bet. I knew I was, get, I was not getting paid at this point. Oh, wow. But I'm just trying to help them navigate the check-in they process. They were trying to check into a hotel at late at night on a Sunday? Yes. Last night? Yes. Trying to check in? Yes. They said they had. And I was trying, and I was trying to tell them where they needed to go, but they just weren't having it. And in the meantime, they 
the guy, the, the dad wanted to wander around trying to figure this out as I'm trying to tell him what he needs to do. And the wife and the kids won't get out of the car because they're, they're now, cause they're like, we're collateral. So, you know, just so you know, you'll get paid. I'm like, I don't even, uh, at this point, I don't care. Yeah. I just kind of want you and your kids. I want know, this. I want this to be over what with. What time was this? Uh, gosh. It's, Midnight? No, after. Probably close to Pooh's closing whenever that was finally starting to get buttoned up. Shut up. How yeah. old were the kids? Barely walkable. I'm not saying I'm not saying infant, but Ooh. both under three. Come on, man. Yeah. I, hey, that's what. I, hey, man. I'm not judging. But yeah, neither hey, was this, I. But here's the thing: if you hadn't booked the hotel or the Airbnb already, well, they, well, they had booked it, but they were oh. trying to do it through do it the wrong way. And I was yeah. like, because there's this this one particular place, um, the Desoto, has three properties: the yeah, condos, yeah, yeah. the hotel, and that little bread and oh, breakfast right. yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. cottage place. And that's where they thought they were staying. And I'm like, either way, you've got to go into the hotel to check in. I know that about this place. Right, yeah. yeah. Whatever, I, I, whatever entity. Been property, down here for a long time, brother and Whatever sister. property you're staying in yeah, on this yeah. property, you need to go place to, to the second in. floor upstairs. It was just this whole ordeal. In the meantime, you got. But you don't know nothing. You're just cab driver, Kelly. Yeah. I, you don't know nothing? So I just got him out of the car. Not, not, and not, no ill will was exchanged. Yeah. Sure, but I was yeah, just yeah. like. This is where you guys are staying. Yeah. My job is over. Get out of the car. I'd much rather deal with those parents <laughs> than the other type of parents. Uh, the parents <laughs> that I uh, really don't like dealing with are the ones that are scared of their kids. Do you know this type of parent? Yeah. At a restaurant, at least. Yeah. One, um, one guy comes up. He goes, um, hey, excuse me. Did you know your Sprite's out? The, the kid? No, the dad. The dad did this. <laughs> okay. But I think the kid must have tasted it and been like, ew. Well, sure. So the dad, and I was like, now I do. That's how we. I, th- I thought you had like a four-year-old CEO no, no, rolling no, up no. to oh, you. Oh, man, if I did, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, but I think the dad was just like, he carried over like his son's disappointment in him for not getting him a Sprite, I guess. He goes, did you know the Sprite's out? Yeah. Like, now I do. I'll go change it for you, man. Let Let's. Let's chill. Your, your, your kid's not going to kill me or you. Or maybe you. I don't know. You know, kids these days, I tell you. Yeah. Then this other guy. I can, he's holding this kid. He's holding his boy. Probably three years old. And he asks, not, not a crazy question. He says, do you guys have apple juice? And I was looking around at Huckapoos, you know, like, probably wouldn't assume we would, but it's your kid, you know, ask, whatever. Yeah. He goes, I said, no, we don't have apple juice. All we have is... Orange juice, uh, pineapple juice, and cranberry juice. He goes, okay, uh, uh, son, is pineapple okay? Uh, and the kid goes, yeah, with the red stuff. He goes, will you put some grenadine in there for me? I was like, I will sugar the shit out of your son right now. <laughs> you beta I'm father. I'm your man. Yeah, for real. I'm your huckleberry. I was like, this kid is going to push this dude around for the rest of He's going to be so jacked. So, yeah, pineapple juice with grenadine in it was the satiation drink for this child. Because there are they're, they're the parents who bring their kids to restaurants, and the kids know whatever they get, it they get. The parents are in control. After they eat, they might let them run around for a little bit. But you can tell that the kids have been taught already, like, hey, man, yeah. the servers, the whoever, this isn't your time to do every – do everything you do to the parent to us uh, as the parents yeah mom i want this 
dad, I want this if I don't get this. But then some parents let their kids do that to them, and then they pass that junk <laughs> onto their servers and bartenders. Yeah. It's a, uh, uh, abuse by proxy. Well, I mean, I was a picky eater when I was a kid, and I'm sure my mom might have different recollection of how this all went, but I don't ever remember being like a ticking time bomb at a restaurant, <laughs> destroying the booth, just shredding every straw that came or napkin that came near There's me. There's not a or, sugar packet unbroken I, 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 And my mom might have a different recollection of this, but I, I mean, I might be a little picky about what was put in front of me, but I don't remember ever walking away from a, you know, a restaurant and looking like a war zone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to pl- to play I mean, I know me. you're still a picky eater. Yeah. And I know you probably were then, but I'm sure they knew that too. So they were like, we know what to order and what not to order. And they're not yeah. getting you fried calamari. Yeah. And be like, give them the chicken tendies. Yeah. And well, chicken tendies were quite the thing they are now 50 years ago. Okay. You know, I mean, what do you say? I the mean, quality I'm, was less? Well, no, I, I remember when chicken nuggets at McDonald's came out. No okay. one had chicken nuggets, there was, that wasn't a regular menu item. You know, it just wasn't in my lifetime. So, but as far as how I acted at a restaurant, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't ever remember throwing a tantrum just cause. I think I can't remember throwing a tantrum because all of my memories of going out to eat were like, we're not eating at home. I'll do whatever it takes. Yes. And probably the one minor meltdown I ever had was leaving McDonald's because back then McDonald's had everything pre-made. There was, you know, get, getting a, I forget what they, how they, how they phrase it, like when you get a, a, a variance to the order. But back then, they'd had a big bin that had the cheeseburgers, no cheeseburgers, yep. all of it. And you just grab it, and that was where the speed came from. Oh. So if you wanted something plain, that was a whole other order oh, yeah, that you had yeah. to wait for them to cook and this and that. So if they got it wrong, and we're leaving that drive through and I'm fishing down there to my Happy Meal. And there's and that a dollop got, of mustard on there. Five pickles, just the whole <laughs> nine yards. Dude, and... and <laughs> Going to McDonald's was a rare thing, you know, was when treat, I was man. a kid. It was a treat. But the thing is, don't you think the McDonald's guys were smart enough to know that mostly kids would eat it? And why do they put goddamn onions on everything that they made? It, it kids won't just, eat onions. It was just an assumption. It's just an assumption. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Don't put onions yeah. on everything. Well, there, there, there's endless. God, we're probably going way off the rails here. But there's endless burger places where, like, we're just mustard and onions, cheese. That's it. Well, now, those are the grown-up places now, though. You know, like if you're going to Five Guys and shit like that, like yeah. you're not a kid being like, I want no mustard. You know, yeah, I want cheese and bread. You, you want to hit, hear dad come unhinged during the summer? Go to Five Guys and get a what eight dollar hot dog for their kid. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, thank you for segueing into my next thing. It's okay. like it's like we're synced up here. I've been seeing this thing, and I, I've experienced it a lot. But I've been seeing this thing about like celebrity athletes. Let's call them new money celebrities, whatever they're in. Music, athletes, whatever. They go to a restaurant and the sticker shock happens, right? They're like, $1,250. Yeah. What did y'all order? And then they take the expense of the meal that they didn't expect to pay out on not tipping the server. Right. And it's happened to me in the sense of one guy's like, I've got all their tabs. And I go, well, all their tabs added up as one hundred and twelve dollars. Yeah. And he's got one hundred and twenty dollars. But nobody else in the squad had no. a couple of Lincolns on them. Something. I mean, I'm sure they probably did, but but the discussion was never. But once even the, had. once he goes, I've got you. You know, they're they're almost out the door. 
Yeah. You know, like, oh, are you taking care of the tab? You know, they they think if someone, you know, because if someone offers, yeah, hey, I'm going to take care of the tab. If they're in the industry, they'll go, all right, well, I'll get the tip. Most most times the other people will be like, oh, I'll, I'll get the tip. Yeah. But if you're not in the industry, you're just like, hey, this person who says they're going to take care of the tab is taking care of the tab. Well, I, I've had people, I mean, those moments where it's absolutely quadrupled my ride because one person pays and then everybody else almost pays the same amount. Other times they're so drunk, one person pays, we get to the next stop and they all forget. <laughs> about the, the deal that was in place. Yeah. I'm paying for the ride. You guys tip him when he drops you off. Yep. And they but at that point, the ride is technically paid for. Right. So you just, I don't go, hey, a little something for the effort. Because yeah. you're, you're, you're the douchebag then to be like, hey, I overheard you guys talking yeah. and you agreed on tipping me. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. you're like, oh. That just seems wrong to me. They'll oh, remember, yeah. then so be it. But the ride is paid for. At that I know, point. but that just sucks to be in the position it of does. like not able to ask for something that you were Sort but, of promised and expected. But honestly, it, even 50-50 for me, it really does bounce out because when it does work the way it's supposed yeah. to, it's almost like everybody pays all over again. Right, Even right, though the right. guy already threw a 20 on a four-person ride, I get, you know, another couple of Jacksons on top of it because, yeah. Uh, you know, the ebbs and flows, uh, you know, yeah. rains and pours, and it does seem like there's a bit of, like, gambler's luck. Like, once you do get on a roll in a night in terms of people being generous. Uh-huh. It happened to me last Saturday. The first guy that came, literally the first guy that came in, he goes, hey, man, I know two or three weeks ago I've left twice without paying my tab. I'm Venmoing you 100 bucks right now for the tip for both of those. And then I'm going to take care of the rest of these guys' drinks with this $100 bill. Nice. And they drink like 20 bucks worth. I was like, you sure? And then the rest of the night, everyone was just super, super generous. I, I wonder if it's like the... Uh, um, uh, uh, some uh, some kind of quantum mechanics where it's like you, the Dude, love goes out. And you're, the love you're not stays. wrong with the gambler mentality that, that comes along with it. It's it's a hell of a rush to get way over tipped and knowingly that they, they they know. Yeah, it's like you realize you're giving me you know a fifty. It's not a five. Oh yeah, no, dude, you guys are awesome. This is way better than the ten thousand oh, dollar really alternative, true, yeah. that kind of thing. And then it's like you're riding the high, right? Yeah, you, know, you want to double down. And it's not even like I performed well because my Did performance nothing. is pretty much yeah not dictated by anything. I'm pretty much the same all the time. Yeah, either I'm bad because I'm bad or I'm good because I'm good. So the the big tip it's just, it's so exhilarating. That's Absolutely. true. Yeah. It's the gambler's high. But the thing about the gambler's high is they say they feel it more when they lose. Um, I don't feel that way. <laughs> I like to win. <laughs> I do too. I do too. But as I said before, I learned to not go into work expecting to make any number value. Yeah. Because you're sweating like, if I don't make this tonight, then I'm can't go. You can't think that way. Once you have that mentality, yeah, it'll either cause you to do shit you wouldn't normally do, like stay up. Like for me, it would be like stay open for this couple. Then I'm yeah. like, man, they'll probably give me 20 or 30 off of Or, or overindulge someone's shit. Ooh. Hoping it's going to pay off after the third stop and the second time they had to get it together. And Listen to their fifth story about their ex-wife. Sort and, of and then they go with the old, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Do you? No, you don't. Do you? No. Hey, you know I'm going to get you later, right? Yeah. Uh, you get, we had an interesting ride home the other night, Saturday. Uh, you came to pick me up, and there was two girls uh -huh. that you had been 
you know, you could tell they were from out of town and they were picking up. And yeah. rightfully, I got in the front of the cab, and rightfully, they thought, oh, that must be his cab, but you were there to pick us all up. Yes. Just separately, and they didn't know. So rightly, they were cautious. They were like, hey, what's yeah. going on? Because you had always picked them up. Yes. So they get in the car, and we're riding home, and by their demeanor, I could tell that, I mean, I was annoyed. A little bit. We <laughs> <laughs> were 22, 23 tops. Co- yeah, Maybe. Co- co- yeah, a couple drunk girls, whatever. Yeah. Don't care. And then and then I get out of the car. They're like, peace out, Girl Scout. Yeah, peace out, Girl Scout. <laughs> I was like, I didn't do anything. To you. I didn't even turn around and look at you guys. Because I'm so hyper aware of like creep mode uh, when it comes to stranger girl yeah, strangers of course my, my girl friends i'm a fucking creep whatever yeah, I, but I, I, stranger girls I, I, I yeah i might have even prefaced it when i rolled down your window and like he works here i'm taking him home yeah i got you guys too and Which, then they, hey look and at then me they, rightly they, so that I'm, i could be a predator yeah they don't know me they're from i'm just taking him home from work and then they finally settled in but i but i had picked them up twice previously so we had a little minor breezy relationship, but familiarity. I'll sure. say that they they'd seen my face before, right? Yeah. So when I told them, like, it's okay, get in, yeah. it's gonna be fine. And then, but the beauty part was, and they didn't, uh, I didn't hear this when I was riding with them, and I didn't know this until you told me today that they were giving you a Jackson every time they rode. Yes, they did. Which is a hundred percent tip. Yep. And they didn't open with have our bartenders. Nope. They ended with their bartenders, correct? Yes, and I, each time they gave me the Jackson, I you know I never assume anything as far as tip, and especially they said, no. from they just kept saying we were profiling we got you. like them, like we were yeah. they were profiling, and us. they just uh, the first few times were like we got you, and I was like all right, cool, thank you, and then when I dropped them off again, I was going to make change one more time, and yeah. they're like no, we got you, dude. We, I'm a bar we're bartenders, man. That's how you do it. Yeah, and ha- all right. I'm sure this has happened to you too, but, and this is fine when it happens, but it's funny because you can tell when it will happen. You got a guy, gal, whatever. Uh, uh, can I get so-and-so? All right. It's, uh, it's 10 bucks. Here's a 20. Keep it. All right. Yeah. All right. Here's a, uh, let me get two more. All right. It's 10 bucks. Here's a 20. Keep it. All right. Let me get two more. It's 10 bucks. Oh, it's 10 bucks. Okay. Uh, all right. Here's 12. <laughs> hey, let me get a, and then the next five times you don't get tipped at all. Yeah, but I'm like, is that the, them running out of money? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, people go to their wallet all the time, and whoopsie daisy, moths are flying out. You know, <laughs> it's like I could have swore. But by that point, we're in the driveway of where we were. It's it's not the breezy way to like I'm going to turn around and take you back to her. Yeah, I know, right? You yeah, know? what a waste the, of the, time. The deal's done. So it's just now at this point, it's like if you're never going to use this again, then just. Whatever, you know, spread spread it forward. Yeah, you, know, you pay it forward. Whatever. Yeah, you, you got it. it. You got over on me if this you're one if time. you're a local, uh, then yeah, and you're habitual, then you know what you need. You need like a TSA check in for the breezy cab. They get in the RFID of their wallet says it has fourteen dollars cash <laughs> before you even. Well, dude, if we did things digitally, we probably wouldn't have these problems to begin with. But that's not the breezy way. Hey, but hey, you know we're we're a cash society. Uh, the other thing that um. Uh, that sort of sounds like whenever uh, people don't like to tip you and stuff. <laughs> if I can get, oh boy, if I can get my stuff together, it is. Really should have done some prep for this show. Yeah. Look at this. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, shit. Hey. Karen. Uh, 
I'm the fucking of Karen. The week. It's the oh. Karen of the week. Oh, shit. This week's Karen's brought to you by Inferno Hot Sauces, Tybee Island, Georgia. <laughs> also by Firemaker. Visit FiremakerBeer.com. Mike got mad at me last week. He goes, he goes, uh, Mike O'Connor of FiremakerBeer.com. He goes, I was in the car and I heard you talk about Sunboy. Do you remember this from last week? Uh, barely, yeah. And he's like, cut it off. And I turned it back on because last week I said, I don't drink. The only, only spiked coconut water I drink is Firemaker. So shout out to them. I have a Darren of the Week, and it's not my Darren. It was a Darren that I witnessed. It's a common Darren, though. It is a Darren that Darren's everywhere. Wow. I get to work. So we're the weather's starting to get a little bit better. Try. And so I've been asking my fellow employees if I could show up an hour or two early. To get some of the warm weather in and look at you, earn forty or fifty extra bucks. You know, hope springs eternal. You know, just a couple more dollars here and there. You know what I'm saying? So I get in, and there's a crowd that I normally miss. I normally catch just the tail end of them, but when you go, and, and I don't know if this is like a natural uh, bell curve of humanity that leave at four forty-five from places right before I start work. But there, so I've been getting there about an hour and a half early the past two days. There's this day drinking shift change. That's, I mean, that's a real thing, right? Absolutely. So I catch the very end of it where they've closed out and their buddy's trying to get them to leave at some point. But now I start, the past two times I've come into work, I've ran into them when they're only at their three-quarter mark. Oh. Which is an entirely different animal. I'm used to people starting. I'm used to people ending, yeah, but I'm not used to really showing up dead in the center or three quarters of the way to their degeneracy. Yeah. Well, this guy, when I get there, I can hear, I walk in, I go to the back, take my backpack off, take my earbuds out. <laughs> the first two or three people, employees that walk by me through the hallway back there, say something to the effect of, the guy don't shut the fuck up about the planes. And I was like, Ooh, what are we playing? What are we talking about? I was like, I felt like uh, it, it was a mystery to me. Like when he's like, why do you keep talking about the fucking golf shoes? You know, uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I was like, what is it about the plane? Al comes back and says, I hate a fucking plane. I'm like. <laughs> So I'm getting my stuff ready, you know. Uh, Alex is uh, Alex is working the daytime. He sees me there. I'm like, hey, man, you know, just give me a few minutes, you know. Got to get my head together. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts closing everybody out. All of a sudden, I hear, well, but don't, don't ask me to take you out on the plane because I might just do something like that. You know what I mean? I'm just standing <laughs> up and do something like that. I'll take you out on the plane. <laughs> so I haven't seen the guy yet, but I have this vision of him. I think it's going to be like a mid-40s gentleman who has like a Cessna, uh, right? Okay, yeah. A Hawaiian shirt. Probably a parrot head, if I had to guess. <laughs> probably. Wealthy off of building a company that does ball bearings and sold it when he was 40. Okay. You know what I mean? Like his dad had a had a small business and he yeah. passed it on to his son and the son yeah. innovated it somehow. Uh-huh. Now he's got a bunch of money and he's got, he's a pilot yeah. or, you know, he's got, he's got his own plane, his little private plane to 
It's a puddle jump everywhere, yeah. you know. Maybe take, a little beachcraft, something like that. Beachcraft, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Take the milfs up in, you sure. know what I mean? Going down to the keys, grabbing some of them hot yeah. hot wilfs, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ever heard of wilf? Yes. Woman I'd like to fuck. No. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> or wife I'd like to fuck. <laughs> so I'm hearing all this. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, he must be talking about a resi- or non-commercial residential parent head plane. I walk out. The gentleman in question is probably 23 years old. Oh. And he's leaned back, arms crossed, not in the pompous position like like, like uh, executive at his desk chair. What can you do for Brown? You know, whatever. Uh-huh. It's, all right, I'm at the end of my drinking. I shouldn't drink anymore, but I can't stop holding court with these two other chachi dudes who are just enamored with this guy and his planes. Okay. Turns out his planes are the property of the U.S. Army or Navy or Air Force. This guy is a young military man. Okay. See what I'm saying? Like I said, he can't be over 23 or 24. Well, I was going to say, if he was wearing a flowered shirt, he probably works for the CIA. No, and he's see, running drugs. Oh, right. <laughs> that was my vision of him before I saw him. When I walked out, I was like, he looks exactly like what he is. A 23-year-old who just got out of basic. Who probably who's probably never seen the shit before. Now listen, I love our veterans. When you do stuff like that, you know, you deserve something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't deserve your ass kissed. Yeah, you know, here that's another job. You know, you deserve something, but get but you don't deserve. <laughs> oh, <let> me. <laughs> yeah. Idolizing, yeah, right, yeah. or over idolizing, or just uh, automatic. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, here. Uh, well, I, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, uh, you'll understand in a second. So he's like, yeah. So w- when I hear him talking about, yeah, don't don't ask me too much. It might end up actually happening. I'm like, you taking someone on a government plane? Like, you're going to take a civilian on a government plane and then get arrested <laughs> forever and get dishonorably discharged? Like, that's it's not ha- something you can do. I'm sure it's happened more times. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. But, like, come on, man. I mean, I'm not a military lawyer, but it doesn't no, seem like right. something that they can just go around doing. No, they probably shouldn't, yeah. but. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> From the mind of Kelly, they probably shouldn't. <laughs> Great insight. And... <laughs> Um, so, uh, Alex is getting, getting him and his buddy, the guy who was just completely enamored with him, uh, he was like, he kept going, I've got a salad back there somewhere. I was like, cool, man. I just walked in the door. Uh, who'd you order it from? He goes, I have a salad back there. I know it. I ordered it however long ago. I was like, all right, I'll go check. Obviously there's no fucking salad back there. He phantom ordered it. Like he. He wanted it in his head. Tried to will it. <laughs> yeah. To re- He's to like, being. I'm sure I ordered it because I thought about it. It's like, <laughs> I'm not a fucking iPhone, man. I can't just read your mind. You know? So, and I can almost, I can pick these people out like 50-50 almost. I've got about 50-50 accuracy when they go, hey, man, I ordered something a really long time ago. And I'll be like, I'll go check no matter what. But I think you had ordered it. We got to think of a good term for that. What is it? Oh, I don't know. We got oh, to <laughs> Well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna uh, let you know that people call Breezy all the time and go, "Where you at?" <laughs> yeah. Like they've been waiting. <laughs> 
any, any, an overly long amount of time. Yeah. Like, where are you at? Yeah. Uh, like, uh, where are you at? <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I'm at Huckapoos. Or, uh, the Huckapoos is just a wonderful blanket term for every place on time. But I'm at Huckapoos. Like, well, you didn't call this number. <laughs> sure I did. And oh, what had happened uh, was, is like, they had called like either Royal or Brett to pick them up way or hours earlier. And for whatever reason, thought it was all part of the same, like like a round trip. Oh, oh, really? Even five hours later, like, well, shut up. Like, well, we called you guys earlier. I'm like, I'm going through the phone. That was at two thirty. This is eight thirty. It is eight thirty now. What <laughs> yeah. these? But it's like, where are you at? Like, you know, you know, I love you, that breezy. Where are you at? Yeah. What? Yeah, well, then now I'm on the defensive. You know, yeah. Did I mess up? Did I? But see, at least you got the ledger right there on the phone. Be like, yeah. Uh, yeah. You didn't call me. I don't see a missed call from you, brother sure or sister. I did. Like, that was at two thirty. Yeah. See, you you can prove it. I can't prove it. I'll be like, you ordered that in your head. Yeah. You tried to tell a <laughs> telepath it to me. How long does it take to make a salad at Huckabee? How long does it make? That's what I'm saying. Like, could you just like? <laughs> all right, all right. Look, man, I'm gonna give you all some insight info about salads at Huckapoo's, Okay. We used to grill the chicken. Mm. But now the chicken's already grilled, so we're just throwing the microwave for a second. So the longest salad, unless we're like crazy busy, right, takes right, right. less than two minutes. All right, yep. Yeah. So it's prep time. Yeah, regardless of like regardless you know, the queue, yeah. but prep just to put one minutes. together. It, once they start making the salad, it is probably less than thirty seconds. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way your salad got. So how is he after he found out that he never actually? He never. Act- well, of course I couldn't talk him into it. So I was oh. like, "Tell me what you had. To- tell me what you think you ordered." <laughs> Tell me what your little head ordered. This isn't even the Darren. <laughs> he's, a, he's the guy enamored by the Darren. Uh, I guess he's the Darren too. He goes, I want this with no cheese and this and that. And literally lickety split. It was in his hand five seconds later. Because that's the nature of a salad at Huckabee's. But luckily that was all that that was his exit strategy. Like he was gone after that. I was like, oh great. So now this dude's biggest now Darren's biggest fan is gone. Maybe it's time for him to go. So they start to close out. And the guy, the Darren, now he doesn't have a captive audience. And he starts trying to get other people involved. One of them being Alex. And Alex's like, look, man, I'm about to leave. You know, could you close out? And he goes, I tell you, man, guy just want to sit around and have a beer. He's like, you could stay as long as you want. Pay me. The next guy's coming on. He goes, no, I'm just going to go then. Like, he was disrespected for asking to pay his tab because the the shift was changing over. Okay. Pays his tab. Three on 52. Alex walks up to me. He looks at me. He's like, three on 52. Real cool, man. To sit there and listen to your fucking plane talk all goddamn night like you're a fucking child. <sighs> Didn't say anything about, you know, he's just like, you know, Alex is getting off work. Like, whatever. He's like, I'm done. Puts it down. All of a sudden, the dude starts being like, fuck you, buddy, talking to Alex. Uh, because Alex had the posture of, I'm not going to sit around and pay attention to you. Alex hears him and he goes, don't get rolled down the stairs right now. Like, polite, but like. I love that. Yeah, he goes, don't get uh, rolled down the stairs right now. I love that. God and bless him. the guy was like, <laughs> Alex's like, no, for real. Don't get rolled down the stairs right now. So I hear it, a bunch of other people hear it. It's kind of like. This dude seems pretty harmless, though. It's just like, so then this is what, this is the entitlement, the military entitlement that not every military guy has. He goes, 
This guy just hates to have to teach all of my boys how to protect his dumb ass here in this country. Oh, no. So as I, as I broke the sentence down, I was like, number one, you probably hadn't trained a goddamn thing. You might have trained your team member how to play Call of Fucking Duty late at night in your barracks. Number two, there hasn't been a war <laughs> that we needed to be protect, protect us. Look, man, I know that there's, like, the general term of, like, the military protects the U.S. I yeah, get it. Yeah. But your little jackass Air Force fucking peckerwood ass has done nothing to protect me personally. Yeah. You don't deserve a goddamn thing. And if you only tip $3 on 52 what if? Fuck you. Ah. Yeah, and the play that, you know, I, I, my dad was in the Navy, um, used it to become an amazing physician, you know. And I, you know, I applaud anybody who puts their time in, in whatever capacity and all that. But it almost seems like this guy could be a pilot because I've never met a pilot in the military who acts like that. Man. I've, no. I've met General Infantry. Like Hunter. Right, right, Hunter right, right. is full of them. Right, they come right, down River right. Street and run roughshod because they're rowdy. Yeah. They've, been ra- they've been ratcheted up 900 yeah. degrees. You know, to right. be ready. And, but pilots are the most calculating, checklist-oriented, regimented people I, I have ever met. You're absolutely right about and that. And I've, I've seen guys from, you know, Hunter play their card. Yeah. The enlistment card. Yeah. I get it. You're doing something, doing a service that I can or can't, won't do. But I've never met a pilot who acts remotely like uh, I didn't, I didn't they're bona fide in some way. I didn't even think of that. And see, that's what I think what bro- – drew the most distance between he and I and how much I hated him because I've known vet vets or current service members who I know have seen shit and they're tightly wound because they've seen they've been in the shit. Yeah. And if they I, haven't been, they're even more tightly wound like we're geared to Right, yeah. But pilots are the most calculating. Yeah. But I give I give certain guys a pass cuz it's like yeah. I I don't know what you, what happened to you. I don't know how many beheadings you saw. Sure. It's fine if you don't tell me. It's fine if you get a little chippy. Yeah. You know, that's fine. But it's it's sort of like meeting like meeting your heroes, like don't ever do it. Like yeah. the really great, the people that are really, 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 really great at things are typically salt of the earth. The people that are kind of good at things are all fucking douchebags. You know? Yeah. So then like you got like, like a SEAL Team 6 guy, you probably never know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you'd probably be afraid of him by looking at him somehow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you never know it. You'd never be like, oh, there's the SEAL Team 6 guy and you're yeah, making up. If you're SEAL Team 6, you're trained not to let anybody know you're yeah. even a whisper in the wind. Yeah, so I wonder <laughs> So I wonder, I wonder. wonder if he was piloting a drone <laughs> instead of an actual fucking airplane. <laughs> That's a thing. Seriously, that, uh, that seems more of a video game mentality than yeah, actual pilot sure, yeah. mentality. I mean, he could have just been lying completely. But humans have been known to do that. You know what I'm talking about? Just oh, yeah. lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll okay, lie on occasion. Yeah, yeah. I've done it. Um, I, 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 there's occasional videos you see on uh, YouTube, or whatever, that someone's wearing something that doesn't work out regiment wise or company wise. Stolen Valor, yeah. And I love that they'll shit. get called out. Yeah. I, and it's like, Oh yeah, way. what infantry were you, brother? And yeah, he's like, whatever, oh, Well, that patch doesn't match that hat. Yeah. Hey, they take that shit seriously too. Well, oh yeah. I mean, they should. I'd be pissed. 
because you think about it like if i were to study you know like particle physics forever and i had a patch that said particle physician and i saw someone else wearing it, I'd be like oh where'd you study i'd be like you motherfucker you didn't earn that right. you know right in the coming weeks though <laughs> we'll be having some uh uh, you know, we're turning into a little bit more of an interview show. I was I was happy to do it with just you and I this week. Is that a, oh real quick before we go? Oh, yeah. Restaurant week. No, we've been having a restaurant week here on Tybee where it's like <laughs> some people make a special menu. Yes. So it's intended to be you make a special menu, special drinks, and it's it's to drive you know business to your place if you're new or whatever. Sure. But some people yeah. some people just have their same menu and charge you more for it. <laughs> that's the thing. that's the thing. Some people have like, um, I think Sea Wolf had like a pop up where the, where a guy came from the outside did like a pop up food truck thing, made some Asian food. So they did something special. Yeah. Well, Huckapoo, Huckapoo's hasn't done it for two years now. But what we used to do, what we used to do, had you ever been to a restaurant week? Uh, all right, uh, Huckapoo's. Here's yeah. Here's what it used to no. be. We didn't change anything. What we would do is we would say you may have two slices of pizza and two cans of PBR. For the low, low price of $14. Or, <laughs> or, 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 you could have two slices of pizza and split a bottle of Boone Farm for $14. <laughs> and you get to choose between Strawberry Hill and Electric Blue. <laughs> so, so we did, listen to this shit. So we did a restaurant week. People would come in. 90% of the people knew that Huckapoo is just fucking off. If we're, if we're talking about doing some specials like that, like, whatever. But some couples would come in and go, you fucking serious? Right? Well, turns out we ordered a case of Boone Farm, and only, like, five people took us up on the electric blue and the strawberry uh, hill or whatever. <laughs> I came in, like, a week later, and ten more of the bottles were gone. I was like, oh, people have been taking these home. They're like, no. Ryan Bentley drinks one every night he comes in. He would come in, get a bottle of the Blue Electric or the Strawberry Hill, and just put it down. And I'm thinking, like, this is the same guy that used to drink half a bottle of Fireball every night. Oof. And then I've told the story a thousand times, but I'll tell it a goddamn again. I don't give a right, shit. let's do it. We used to have a um, Fireball cooling machine. Oh, yeah. So it's like the machine, you dump the bottle over on the top of it. It's mm -hmm. got a little lever, like it's a tea urn or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So we, when he and I would work together, he'd walk by, pour half a shot, drink it, keep on working, you know. But he would go through about a half a bottle in, in that fashion every night. <laughs> Two shifts in a row that I worked, like it was barely pouring, barely coming out. I was like, "What?" The? I was like, "What the hell?" So finally, the next time that I came in, I was like, "It was now. It was really not pouring." I was like, "Is no one addressed this? Not even Brian, the guy who drinks all of it." And this is like pretty close to the early stages of Fireball, like right when it came out. No one addressed this. <laughs> yeah, no one addressed you. I'm taking a stand. <laughs> I'm an executive here. Has no one addressed this? Uh, <laughs> you, have you not addressed this? I'm a pallet, pilot. Have you not addressed the horizon line yet? All right, some supply problems. So... I was like, I'm fixing this thing. You know, we sell a lot of this shit. I don't need this impotent uh, prostate problemed pouring situation over here. <laughs> it's like breathing through a cocktail straw, you know? So I popped the bottle out and I opened the top of the thing 
And what lay inside were four, four, count them, four bottle opener, wine bottle openers. We would keep the wine bottle openers on top of the machine. And I guess every time they would change the bottle, one would, one of the wine openers would fall into the reservoir. Uh-huh. Now, just having, all right, and they had black plastic handles. So just mechanically, just having a couple of those in there wouldn't cause a real stoppage. <laughs> wouldn't cause a, a, a bottleneck or a stoppage of the fireball flow. You know what will stop it, though? When the fireball corrodes the plastic, the black plastic handles off of these wine keys and clogs up the hole that they come out of. The fireball whiskey corroded the black handles off of wine corkers so much so that it blocked up the hole where the fireball could not come out and people put the shit into their body continuously every single day. Fireball whiskey. Uh, Today's episode was sponsored by Fireball. (laughs) (laughs) The acid bath. I mean, come on, dude. So here's the here's the here's the rest of the story. Coming, so I wasn't working with Ryan that night. Came in the next time, and I go, "Hey, man, fix the problem." Do you know what it was? He goes, "What?" I go, "All the wine keys were falling in there, and that fucking fireball corroded all the blackness off of it, and it's been seeping into what we've been pouring." Everyone, as he's pouring himself a shot, he's like, "Damn, that's crazy." <sighs> Some things will never change anyone's mind. No. You just suspend disbelief and you navigate as you can. Someone used my shower the other day. You? Yeah, it wasn't me. It, uh, was, a, it was a friend of mine. Okay. He uh, he was coming to work and uh, his hot water heater was off. I was like, sure. Yeah. And I have a very, very big phobia of my shower drain. Okay. And there's a few new hairs uh, on my shower drain. Uh, wait, okay. Wait, are you concerned about going down the shower drain or just the things touching that are it. around? Touching it. Okay. I can't. I've talked about it a million times, but I can't touch it with my feet. Uh, okay. All right. And it's in the center of my shower. Yeah. It's it, not at the it, end. Like yeah. Most you don't have a tub in your shower. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Huh. So, like, maybe a little rubber gasket over the top? That little rubber Nothing, screen? Nothing's going to do it. It's just I'm nothing. cringing right now. Even thinking right. about the All prospect. right. Take it easy. It's going to be yeah. all, right. all right. I'd rather, when I slipped in the shower, like... Six months ago, mm-hmm. I would have rather hit my head on the wall than have any of my body touch the shower. I'd rather die. <laughs> wow. Next I mean, week, uh, we'll be talking about Long Island iced teas right when you get to the restaurant at 11 o'clock, which I dealt with this week. Uh-huh. Kind of funny. We'll see. Uh, like I said, we get, we're going to have some uh, some pretty nice guests coming up, uh, some bar owners, some bar patrons. Some uh, uh, Mac Williams was on last week, and... That was a super good time because a couple of my friends came into work and said, hey, we were just starting to plan our wedding, and your podcast came out like the week we started planning our wedding. So congratulations to them. Uh, if you would do us a favor and subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash from behind the barcast, Instagram from behind the barcast, and we are on Patreon. I'm not going to do one this week, but I am going to do one next week. And listen, I've had a few people come up to me and go, hey, I joined the Patreon Because I wanted to hear the tea. I wanted to hear you talk about Clint. Look, it's never going to happen here or on the Patreon. Nobody's going to talk shit about nobody. There ain't nothing to talk shit about. No. 
But if you'd like to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash from behind the barcast. We will have a lot of content on there coming up. Uh, now that the dust has settled a little bit, we'll be posting on shorts on YouTube a little bit more, get the Instagram back going. And uh, we love you. Thank you for uh, being a part of Behind the Barcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>